Hey, this is Greg McAfee, and welcome to The Greg McAfee Show. Now let's get started. Hi, and welcome back to The Greg McAfee Show, where we discuss steps to successful entrepreneurship, how to take your business to new heights, and ultimately follow your dreams. Today, we're going to be discussing the five systems that your small business needs to have. I often talk about having systems in place. I've learned from the best in order to have systems in place. When I first started, probably the first 10 years, we just thought we had systems in place. Uh, But as I got better counsel, better coaching, Uh, we decided to lay out everything and have a system for almost everything we do. And we're continuing to work on that on a daily basis. So the more systems you have in place, the better systems you have in place, the better your business is going to be run and function on a daily basis. Okay. So I've received a couple questions uh, in the last month about when, when I mentioned having systems in place, basically what does that mean and what kind of systems do you have and just basically how do you do it? Okay. So I thought that was a great topic. I, um, I did a Facebook live on it. It was a shorter version than what we're going to do today. I'm going to get into a little bit more of the meat and potatoes today. Um, But one of the major things I have always worked toward in my business of McAfee Heating and Air is putting systems in place. And that starts with documenting procedures and processes that allow us to run uh, a business without me, basically. So when you put systems in place, you, you you can pass on that system or you can hand them this system and they ought to be able to, anyone ought to be able to follow it. And I'll, and I'll get into that a little bit more. So you can implement systems across every facet of your business. From the warehouse floor, the CSR area, the sales office, in a truck, hiring, firing, and on the job site. Um, your job site could be anywhere. A job site can be anywhere. In, in our world, a job site is in a home. We focus on serving residential, the residential market. So our job site is actually in a home or in a backyard where the air conditioner is. Okay. All, all of these things I mentioned are parts that can be managed or improved by applying systems. Now, We've all heard of McDonald's and basically McDonald's is the poster child uh, for good systems in place. McDonald's is a multi-billion dollar uh, operation run by young teenagers, many who don't show up for work, many who don't make their bed every day, or many who don't remember what day they were supposed to work. Okay. So how does it happen? How does McDonald's put systems in place that young teenagers can run? It happens uh, with 
the business system, the McDonald's operation manual that the McDonald's brothers uh, came up with when they actually founded McDonald's, okay? When they founded McDonald's, the McDonald's brothers said, we're going to have a system in place. We're going to have a way to make a French fry. We're going to have a way to make a hamburger, a cheeseburger, a quarter pounder, a Big Mac eventually, and uh, even even how we produce milkshakes. There's going to be a system for that. So if a young teenager reads the system and they follow the directions, every French fry is going to taste the same. Every burger is going to taste the same. Every milkshake is going to taste the same. So the McDonald's operation manual covers everything from hiring to product delivery to customer interaction and uh, basically what these system have what these systems have allowed McDonald's to do is be consistent across the board. And when you go to a McDonald's, you're having a consistent experience whether you like the food or not. So these systems explain how to make a French fry, um, how to make it taste the same all over the world, no matter where you go, no matter what McDonald's you go to. So I read a little bit more about that because I wanted to understand uh, basically their system. And for just a French fry, first of all, McDonald's buys a certain kind of potato from the same farm for every French fry. And they have, uh, they clean it the same way, a certain way. They cut it a certain way. They treat it with a sugar spray, which basically helps give it all the same color. And then they basically freeze it and they ship it and then it gets to a McDonald's restaurant and it's cooked the exact same way with the exact amount of salt, okay? And whether you like their food or not, again, uh, you know that when you walk into a McDonald's, they will all consistently taste the same. So if McDonald's can do that, why wouldn't we want our business to be like that? Why wouldn't we want consistency for every customer? So a friend of mine, Ken Goodrich, owns an extremely large company in Las Vegas. And uh, when he first started, there's a story behind Ken. If you just Google Ken Goodrich, uh, Gettle Air, you can read or watch multiple uh, podcasts or multiple uh, YouTubes on on Ken, and you can find out the whole story. But so Ken uh, grew up in an HVAC family. His dad owned a business and all that kind of stuff. But along the way, um, Ken ended up owning his own business, and he read a book called The E-Myth by Michael Gerber, and um, he got hooked on that book and he uh, kept it in his back pocket, I think he said. But the, the funny story goes that Ken uh, had two employees at one time, two only employees, and one was a midget 
and one was a drug addict. But Ken took what he learned from the E-Myth book and put systems in place for those two guys to be his installation crew. And he taught them, if you will follow my guidelines of my system of installation, then you can do every installation without me. And he proved it to be correct. And these two guys started installing jobs according to Ken's system. And, uh, you know, basically today, Gettle, um, they're doing hundreds of million uh, in sales and revenue using systems. And uh, neat story. It's just a great story. And it's much better than one of how I'm sharing it. If you hear it from Ken, like I said, read about it. Um, today, Ken actually partnered with Michael Gerber and they wrote an e-myth for HVAC. And, you know, Ken gives his information along with Michael and it's a really good book. So creating effective business systems often unifies the problem solving and, and decision making of the organization. So Ken's system is different than mine and mine is going to be different than yours. So I can't just send you my system. And by the way, we have some of them in, in uh, written form in a notebook. Uh, we have a CSR manual of systems that are about, about this thick. And we have a sales manual of our sales system in a notebook form. It's just uh, those two things are much easier to hand to someone and say, read over this. It's part of their learning process when we first hire them. But it's, uh, it's a, I can't just hand you one of my manuals and say, go. Because your business is different than mine and your business culture is different than mine. And how I'm going to do business, uh, we're all gonna do business. And we're all, if you're in heating and air, we're all going to install, we're all going to service. But the way I do things might be completely different than you and vice versa. So you have to have your own system. And uh, don't, don't, that's something you just don't want to R&D, rob and duplicate, is a system. You have to have your own. And uh, so first, you must figure out what you want to systemize, okay? What are you, what, what's needed in your company that you want a system for? And if you're looking, if you're looking at your company from, you know, the 30,000 foot, um, what would you like to streamline? You know, what would you like to see different? What would you like a system for? What would you like to go smoother? What's, a, what's something that you just need to streamline and just make it go a lot easier that right now it's a cluster. It's a mess. It's a headache. Okay, it's a fire to be put out every day. What do you need to fix? And that's what you need to focus on. And we're gonna talk more about that in a minute. So what I'm gonna talk about today is that I'm gonna give you five of our systems, um, but I do want you to know putting a system together is extremely hard. If it was easy, every company would have a system. And, and honestly, it's, it's probably only like 10 to 15% of companies have a system, but if you look at those 10 or 15% of the companies, they're probably the ones leading in their area or leading in their market, okay? So uh, here's five of ours, but I also want you to know that you have a system, but you're gonna, you can have subsystems of 
a system. And I'm going to talk, I'm going to tell you why here in a minute. Um, so the first one I want to talk about is our marketing system. Okay. And you use a marketing system to generate a consistent flow of leads into your business. In other words, um, it starts with, and then here's where the subsystem starts. I mean, it just, it just goes into layers like an organizational chart goes, it just goes. And once you start building, once you start building this and, uh, making things happen, um, you will, um, really get into it, but it, 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 it just takes a lot of work. It's not easy. So our marketing system starts with who are we? Who are we? Yeah, we, we are McAfee heating and air, but who are we? What do we do? What do we want to do? What's our main goal? What's our vision? You know, what, what, what do we do best? All those types of things. And another sub of our marketing system is who do we want to attract? So what are, what are, what are our demographics? What does our customer look like? If you could take a snapshot of your customer, you know, what is their income? What is their average house value? Um, you know, what's the size of their home? Where is it? All those types of things. Because you can't really focus on generating consistent flow of leads until you find out who you are and then find out who your customer is and, and uh, who you want to attract. And then you need to find out how can we be found, which is part of your advertising. So, you know, if, if I'm focusing on these customers in a certain area, I'm not going to advertise over here. Unless I want, unless there's the same kind of customer over here that we don't have, and then I will. But I'm going to focus on these people because I know these people well. They're our kind of customer, and if I can focus on these people well, I know how to. I know who they are. I know what they do. I know their value. I know their income. I know how they like to spend money. I know what they want to spend money on, and. We have lots of customers like that. So I'm going to mirror everything that works well. I'm going to focus on these people. And then um, what, I, what do I want to be known for? You know, as your company, what do you want to be known for? You know, you, you can say, I want to be known for quality. Or I want to be known for the best service. I want to be known for the quickest service. Um, I, you know, I, I want to be known for the most meticulous I want to be known for the lowest price. Okay. I hope not, but some people do. Uh, you know, I want to be known. Um, I want to be known for some supporting the community, whatever you want to be known for. Uh, but that's called branding. Okay. So in our marketing system, you've got advertising, you've got branding, and then you've got, how do we want to differentiate ourselves? Cause I don't want to be like everybody else. So what are we going to do different? That's a whole, that's a whole system. It really is. It's a subsystem, but it's a whole system in itself. And then the last one I put on the marketing system was how do I want to become top of mind? So when someone thinks of heating and air, they're going to think of McAfee first, no matter what, how do I do that? What do we need to do to do that? 
Okay, so we need to figure out uh, all the activities that go into a task and then create a system for it. And it is hard, but it's a lot of fun. I don't know. You've you've got to make you've got to make room for this in your business. It's it's got to be part of what you do. And I'm going to talk here, um, you know, a little bit about whether you're a one man shop or a hundred man shop or a thousand uh, person shop. Uh, you know, you've got to have systems in place and um, how you come up with those. Uh, if you're a one man shop, you're it. You know, go. You've got to figure it out. You've got to lay things out. You've got to sit at a table, at a kitchen table sometimes, and lay all these things out. To, and it's a lot of work. But guess what? When you start hiring people, your job it's going to make your job a lot easier. It's going to make your business a lot more successful. All right, number two, we had the marketing system. We have sales system. Um, that is what we use to nurture leads follow up with them and convert them into paying customers. So that's our sales system. And uh, the heart of a business will not pump the blood until a sale is made. In other words, nothing happens until someone sells something. We can have the greatest building and the greatest trucks and the greatest leadership and everything else, but until we sell something, nothing happens. So the first part of, uh, again, there's many subsystems to a sales system, but the first part is the how to, and it can be from one to a hundred. I mean, it could be, when I say how to, you've got to include a little bit of your, your marketing and your branding in there, but you've got to say, um, what is my, what does a salesperson look like? How do they dress? How do they talk? Where do they park? You know, how, you know, what do, how do we take the phone call for a salesperson? Do we filter the customer before we just go out there and are surprised? Uh, boy, I mean, there's just a lot to this, um, which we do. We filter, we do a phone filter for every sales, anybody that calls in and says, I need an estimate on a new furnace or a new air conditioner. They're going to, they're going to have a few questions asked to them so we can decide if we're a good fit for them and they're a good fit for us before we go out there and they say they've gotten 10 estimates and they don't want to spend any more than 5,000. What a waste of time. And some of you can say, well, we'll try to talk them into, no, you're not going to talk them into anything. Very rare. Very, very rare. So, um, secondly, um, and, and, um, secondly, the, uh, we train on the best people skills and liking people because people buy from who they like. So our sales team has to be what? They have to be liked and they have to say things. They ha we have to teach them sometimes. It's not that they're uh, bad people when they come here by any means, but we have to teach them ways of what to say and how to say it and the conversation and building rapport and all those types of things that Make them liked so when they get down to the close, people buy from who they like. And then third, um, we have to teach them how to qualify the sale. Uh, again, part of the qualifying is the filter of phone questions, but we have to qualify the sale when we get there. Uh, and then, you know, we can skip through a couple things there. 
Um, however, the last one is going to be the close. And at McAfee, we're going to spend a lot of time training to close. Because again, you know, I used to say we don't hire salespeople, we hire closers. Because again, nothing happens until somebody sells something and you have to, you have to close a sale to sell. Okay. So that is, uh, the sales system, you know, in a nutshell, there's many subsystems to that, but I hope you can, I hope you grasp that and realize there's a system in place to sell. Marketing system, sales system, fulfillment system. The fulfillment system for us is the actual thing we do in exchange for customers' money. Now, first thing we do is make ourselves available. We're available 24-7, 365 days a year. And, um, and secondly, we keep people comfortable. By the way, I often say we keep our customers comfortable and we keep our sales team uncomfortable. They don't, as soon as a salesperson gets comfortable, they're probably done. Flip them over, they're done. And uh, because, uh, you know, uncomfortable people sell more, okay? Never get comfortable with how much you sell, okay? Anyway, going back to the fulfillment system, we, we keep people comfortable. We also make it easy to buy, pay, finance. We make it easy to buy. You can, you can schedule us online. You can schedule us on Facebook, on social media. You can schedule us. You can still give us a phone call. You know, there's ways to contact us. We make it easy for customers to uh, contact us and then to buy. It's easy it, because we have a system in place with our entire selling system. It's easy and there's no pressure and we close a very, very high percentage, but there's no pressure. It's easy to buy. We make it extremely easy to buy. There's multiple ways of paying. I, I, I There's multiple ways of paying for a system at McAfee. We, we take all credit cards. You can write a check. You can pay cash. You can finance. You can finance for a short time, you can finance for a long time, and you can finance with 0% interest, okay? So we make it easy and we do it fast. We do it fast. We live in a fast society. People don't want you in their house too long. You've got to stay there a certain amount of time so they see value, of course, but they don't want you in there for a long time. And Remember, the average sitcom without commercials is 20 minutes for a reason. Now, I'm not saying do an estimate in 20 minutes or an install in 20 minutes, but I am saying do it as fast as possible. Get in, get out, do it right, all those good things. And then we stand behind our work. We're solid. We've been around 32 years. We're solid. We're going to stand behind our work. And lastly, for the fulfillment system, we are known for being the best. Why are you $4,000 higher than the other two companies I called? Well, you probably expected us to be, right? Yeah, I did. You are known for the best. And we do hear that. So 
It's okay. It's okay to be higher when you're known for, for being the best. Someone told me the other day, some of Nike shoes are two times higher than Adidas and Converse. And Nike never advertises that if you wear our shoes, you'll be faster. You'll run faster. They never advertise that. They never advertise if you wear our shoes, you can jump higher. They never advertise that. But they have branded Nike so well that people think Nike is the best shoe and they're willing to pay twice as much for the shoe. Why can't we do that? Okay, so we got the marketing system, the sales system, the fulfillment system, and now the administration system, which encompasses accounts, reception, human resources, and a lot of other things. It supports all the other business functions, such as how to find the right team members, again, how to hire. It covers onboarding people. So the hiring process, you know, what's your hiring system? Do you give them one interview and if you like them or if they have experience, you hire them? I've done that before, <laughs> you know, years, years ago when I first started. If I brought someone in who served in the Marine Corps, regardless, I didn't do a background check and I didn't do a lot of things, a drug test, and I hired them. And they didn't always work out just because we had something in common of being in the Marine Corps, not a good decision for hiring folks. So, but then the onboarding, it's, it's a process, it's a system. People, people have to go through a system here, uh, to be able to eventually, uh, sit in their seat on the bus. I mean, there's a, there's a, a system they need to learn and how to do it. You know, I've said before, we hire if we hire a, a, a installer or a service tech or a CSR, even if they have experience, they're not touching things for a while. They're just going to watch. They're going to learn. I mean, it can be weeks. It can be months sometimes. Just depends. But they're not going to answer the phone. They're 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 going to listen. They're going to they're going to learn. It's a system. They're going to learn how to answer the phone and then they're going to they're going to um learn how we purchase, how we um do inventory. All those things are a system. And there's a lot to purchasing. I mean, it has a there's purchasing and there's a subsystem for who we buy from. There's a subsystem of negotiations. Are we going to take a discount? You know, if, if we, uh, are they going to give us a discount and what kind of discount if we pay by the 10th of every month? And can we, you know, can we buy on consignment? Multiple things we're going to negotiate. And then there's a system for how we pay our bills for our account, accounting department. You know, how do we pay our bills? We pay at McAfee from day one, sitting at a kitchen table 32 years ago, we pay our bills on time and we do take every possible discount. Those discounts today adds up to a full-time field employee, the amount we save in paying early, the discount. And then we're going to uh, have a system for how our financials work. 
how, how often we get a financial statement, which at McAfee, it's somewhere between the 12th and the 15th of every month. Like today is, uh, we're in June. We had um, May's financial statement done by somewhere between the 12th and the 15th. And we met, we went over all the financials, all the profit and loss, all the metrics, uh, the snapshots of each department, all that kind of stuff. There's a system that we have and it's how our financials work. It's, um, and then we have a system for our software, our scheduling software, our accounting software, um, our customer service. I mean, we have a system for that. And then we have goals. So we have system for goals. What's our, what's our increase every month? What's our goal for sales? How many are we going to sell this month? What are we going to do next year? All those types of things. So we had the marketing, the sales, fulfillment, the administration. And number five today is our leadership. We've got a leadership system. It's how our leadership is exercised formally and informally throughout our whole organization. It's the basis for and the way key decisions are made. It's communicated and carried out, but it's a system. What type of, first of all, what type of leadership do you use? I mean, if you Google types of leadership, you will see multiple kinds of leadership. What kind of leadership are you? I mean, are you a, a servant leader? Are you a transformational leader? What kind of leader are you? And then you've got, you know, building a leadership team. What kind of, who's going to be on your leadership team and why? And then you've got, you know, I have really been emphasizing lately that you can't lead someone if you don't love them. And that might be new to you and that's okay, but you can't lead if you don't love who you're leading. And so for us, learning to love people, everyone in my company is different. Everyone has a different thumbprint. Everyone has a different personality. But I have, I love them. I appreciate them. And they're completely different than me. They do different things. They hang out with different people. They eat and drink differently than me, but I love them. They're McAfee team members and I can't lead them well if I don't love them. And some will hurt me. Some will leave us for really no apparent reason, but I still love them anyway. You can't lead well if you don't love your team, okay? There's benefits of business systems and that includes greater efficiency, productivity, clarity, consistency, and control. So you think about those five that we just went over and I didn't touch upon everything. There's many subsystems. Like I said, this is not easy to put together but it's worth putting together. It will change your life. It'll change your company. It, it, like I said the other day, selling and closing sales will make you money, but putting systems together for your company will make you a fortune. 
When you're building systems, there are three questions though you need to think about. When you're putting these systems together, and by the way, you know, if I, I told you that if you're a one-man shop, you've got to do all the work. You know, if you're not a one-man shop and you've got a team, whether it's a team of five or a team of 500, you need to you need help. You need people to write out. We, you know, we, we pay people to sit at a table and write down everything they do in a day. Go through a complete install. Go through a complete service call. Go through complete service call from the time you get dispatched in the morning all the way through. I mean, I want details because then we can tweak and fine tune and put systems in place on how we want things. So you can get help. That's what your team's for, to help you. And you can start building a system. So the first question is, who's going to do it? You can't do it all yourself. As a one-man shop, you have to. And you're not that big. So just start small. I mean, if you, if you only have five to ten line items, it's still a system. Start putting it together. So who's going to do it? Number two, what are they going to do? You got to let them know. What do you, here's what you're going to do. Here's what I want you to do. And then finally, when are they going to do it by? So we, we always have deadlines. We always have a hard stop. Okay. I need this by this day, this time, whatever it is. Who's going to do it? What are they going to do? And when are they going to have it done, basically? And um, your team will help you brainstorm things. They will think of things that you cannot think of alone. Um, give them homework. Write down, write down everything they do. And then you take it, you tweak it. Figure out the best methods for everything in your company. What's the best method? You know, one time... Uh, we have our sheet metal shop in-house today. We have 30,000 square foot and um, part of part of our warehouse, we have a, sh a full-blown sheet metal shop with welding and everything. And um, But at one time we were, um, I started a company called New Fab Sheet Metal and it was by itself and we did work for several other heating and air conditioning, roofers, um, chimney guys, all that kind of stuff. Um, so but I, I paid someone, his name was Jerry Duff. I paid Jerry to come in. Uh, Jerry worked with very large factories like Chrysler and General Motors. And I, I pay, he's retired, he was retired then. And I paid him, I said, just go into our sheet metal shop. I want you to hang out for a day and see what you would change. So after a full day, Jerry hung out, watched everything, took notes, came back and suggested I'd make these changes. And then it was only maybe maybe seven changes. Move, move this stack of sheet metal, the skid of sheet metal, move it over here. Move this machine over here. Number your machines according to job um, duty. In other words, take the sheet metal off, put it on the plasma cutter or the brake, and then the bender, and then this, and then this, and then this. And he said, I think, I think I can save you a little bit of time in a day. Well, you know, after a couple months, we were noticing he saved us about an hour of day of either walk time or moving something, touching it twice, or all those types of things. So then we, we developed a system for how to make a transition or how to make a box. So very interesting, I thought. 
was we were doing it wrong for a long time. And uh, Ken Goodrich was uh, put out of business one time, almost, when he first started um, because he owed tens of thousands of dollars in payroll taxes. And when he, um, when the guy came to see him, when the tax guy came to see him and said, you owe a lot of money in payroll tax, I mean, his question was, what are payroll taxes? Okay? I mean, the guy's running... Um, million business today. And uh, at one time, he didn't know what payroll taxes were. And that's okay, by the way. It's okay what you don't know. You just need to learn. And, but it's not what we don't know. It's what we learn. It's what we read. It's what we ask about. It's what we watch. And the thing is, without, without business systems, you really don't own a business. You, you own a, an adult daycare or you own, you're just self-employed and you're working 80 hours. I just, I, right before I walked in this podcast room, I just got a text from someone that said, I, I posted something on our uh, Iron Sharpens Iron Facebook page. It's Iron Sharpens Iron Business Roundtable page on Facebook. And someone, I posted something on images, everything. And he texted me and said, I can't look like that because I only, I'm just a company of five. I'm out in the field all the time. I'm completely fried. I'm working 80 hours a week. And I basically wrote back and said, number one, we need to talk. Number two, stay strong. We've all been there. You'll get through this. It won't be easy, but you'll get through this, okay? And we're going to talk later on next week. Um, But it's um, just attempting, you know, you're just self-employed. And by growing, you think you can just work twice as much. But as the business owner who texted me knows, you can only do that for so long. And then you completely get burnt out and fried And a lot of times you go out of business, basically. Only a system can take you to the next level. You can double in sales by working hard, but a system will help you grow 10 times in sales. So you've got to have a system in place. If you're wondering why many small businesses don't adopt systems, it's because they're considered uh, back office functions either they're boring or they take too long or it's just too hard of work that they don't want to put the time in and they're great at what they do. They're great at being out in the field and managing, but when it comes to coming in the office and managing, it's a totally different position. And systems requires your attention today. Particularly when you're a startup phase, you've got to get those systems in place before you start growing. It's much easier to get them in place first. And by the way, most of the time you have more time than in the startup phase than you'll have the rest of your life. Okay? You may not think so, but that's the truth. Uh, if you don't put systems in place, you're not going to have any time and you'll probably be out of business anyway. So if you're so focused on building your company that there are other more pressing tasks to deal with, 
You must make it a sense of urgency today to start putting systems in place. And you've got to be proactive about it. And you've got to have help. If, even if you're a one-man shop, you hire someone to help you. Hire someone to do some of the writing. You just talk. They take notes. They record you. You know, I wrote my first book by just recording myself. And then I handed it to someone and she wrote it. Okay. When you put systems in place, it's a win, 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 win. Let me tell you why. First of all, for the employee, it gives your team a better idea of what's expected of them, both in terms of behavior and results. If I put systems in place for an install and I haven't had systems in place in the past, all of a sudden my installers are going to notice a difference. They're going to notice a smoother operation. They're going to they're going to notice it's much better. It goes much better. Now at first they're going to buck the system cuz they've been doing it wrong so long. That's okay. Just get them in the habit of following the system. Secondly, it's a win for the customer. It's ease to do business with someone who has systems in place like McDonald's, like any other company. It's not just McDonald's, folks. I just use McDonald's as an example. But it's ease to do business with from start to finish. And even more, if you have, if you continue to grow your service agreement department and have service agreements in place that also have systems. It's a subsystem of your service. It really is. We hear often, uh, you've done this before and the other company never did this. And it's very impressive. That's what we hear when we go on a service call. We hear our customers say, I've had this service for years and that, and that company never did this. Boom. That's what, we're, that's what we're waiting to hear. That's a wow. Okay. We want to hear other companies don't do it the way we do it and we do it better. Okay. So you got the employee, you got the customer, and then it's a win for the business because we, we learned that when we put systems in place, we can scale at a faster rate and it means growing faster on purpose for a change. And, um, and for many, it's organized growth because let's face it, when I say growing too fast, it's the top, it's the top reason why companies go out of business is they grow too fast because they're not growing on purpose. They're just growing at a, at a faster pace, but it's not planned. It's not organized. It's not structured and they can't keep up with it. They either run out of cash um, or they don't have enough people and the customer gets upset and fires them and, and so on. So, sorry. Um, it's a win also for you, the business owner. When you've put um, effective systems in place, it gives you more confidence. You've got structure now. And people like structure. I like structure. My team likes structure. My customers like structure. My vendors like structure. So it's confidence. Things are planned. 
They provide a way to monitor, these systems provide a way to monitor and control key aspects of the business without having, without me having to micromanage everything, which I used to do all the time. Imagine that. <laughs> um, but the byproduct of all this is increased profits. You will increase profits. You will make more. You will make more per call. You will make more per person. You will make more per department. If you're watching this and you start putting systems in place, I do want to let you know it's going to cause a culture change. That's why I said you're, they're going to be, they're going to, your team's going to be wanting to do it the old way because they've been doing it wrong so long. So it's going to, it's going to cause a culture change. So my advice is move slow because some change will happen naturally as you, as you put these systems in place, the change will happen naturally. Eventually they will see this is a lot better. I like this better. I'm getting home earlier now. And that actually happens. Other changes will be guided and steered. Okay. And my suggestion again is to go slow. It's a lot easier to guide and steer at a slower pace than a race. Okay. So when, when these changes are taking place, you and your team will see how the business system provides a framework and a constant pursuit of improvement and innovation. And at the end of the day, when all, when you have all these things in place, when you have all these systems in place, a sound business system gives leaders the confidence again in their ability to create the future and much easier understanding of work for our team. So in other words, years and years ago, people would say, where do you want to be next year? I don't know. I did 1.8 last year, 2.5. I mean, I had no idea. I just shot out a number. I don't know. All right. But when you have confidence and you have systems in place and you can start measuring better because these, these systems bring results, then you could, you have confidence in the ability to create a bigger future, a better future for people and people start seeing it and you retain people longer. What I would like for you to do before you start putting systems in place, you've got to decide why you need a system. Okay. Then once you part, once you start putting them in place, meet with your team regularly and see how it's going. And then ask them these questions. Ask your team members these questions. And I don't care if they're uh, a janitor, a delivery driver, or your VP. Uh, you need to ask these questions. Can we make it better? Can we make it stronger? Can we make it faster? Okay. Can we improve on anything every day? What can we improve on? Kaizen, Japanese word for constant improvement. And then bring new people in. When you hire new people, you know, after a week or two of them seeing these systems, bring them in, talk to them, get to know them. That's how you learn to love. Okay. But bring them in and find out how do you, what do you think about this? I mean, I love to hear these words when they say, I've been in the industry for, you know, three years, four years, five years, 10 years, or they're brand new and we're training them. But I love to hear, you know, I've just never seen anything like this. 
You know, there's so much structure. It's organized. I know what I'm going to do every day. I actually know the day before what I'm going to do tomorrow. Amazing, huh? But that, that can all be done. You know why? It's a system. Okay? All right, so wrapping up here. Put systems in place. It'll change your life. It'll change your business. If you're watching this on YouTube, don't forget to like and subscribe below. You can also support this podcast by rating and reviewing on iTunes or your preferred listening platform. Keep listening. Only trying to make your business more efficient, trying to make you a stronger entrepreneur and help you sleep better at night. Just like that guy I talked to today, he's working 80 plus hours. He's fried, completely fried. Nothing's happening. He can't even focus on his image because he's too busy working and touching things. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram and Facebook at The Greg McAfee Show. No spaces, no underscores. Be sure to tune in next week where you can learn more about managing a better business, helping you grow your business, and everything else that goes along with that. Thanks for listening, and as always, carry on and have a great day.